So the state of the game, gentlemen. So we saw a very angry Alastair Clarkson after his game against North Melbourne on the weekend. Let's play what he had to say after his game on Sunday. You put a lot of time and effort and endeavour into the game. That play. We had 69 tackles. I don't think we had a free kick from a tackle. 69 tackles, and not one of them can be adjudicated holding the ball. It's just like, what's, what's happened to our game? If that's the spectacle that we're trying to search for in our game, our game's in a dreadful space. What's coaching got to do with it? We, te- we teach, our, teach our players to tackle, and they tackle. And if a player doesn't dispose of the ball correctly, then the rule book says, blow the whistle and pay a free kick to the opposition. I thought it was a terrible spectacle, and I'm sorry for shit-canning our own brand and our own club and our own team in this space, but I was so disappointed with the way we played, and I'm so disappointed with the way that the game is being played right at the present time. It's frustrating, and it must be frustrating our fans. So, gentlemen, is this real? Is the state of the game diminishing because of the kind of rules that we have around and some of the restrictions that we have on the game at the moment, or is this just an overreaction? I think it's... I mean, we have this... The media kind of has this conversation every year, don't they? <laughs> Almost <laughs> every week sometimes. I feel, I feel oh. like it, yeah. Especially around the midway part of the season. I know we're not midway through this season, but this is sort of the time where we're midway through the season when it's cold weather... I mean, everyone's complaining about Jew all of a sudden, like they haven't been playing with, with Jew for the last 100 years or whatever. But um, I think he did ha- sort of have a point where I think he said Hawthorne laid however many tackles they laid and they didn't get one holding the ball free kick. And I saw a few highlights where there were just some clear free kicks that mm. should have been paid mm. that weren't, which when you don't pay a free kick for incorrect disposal or holding the ball, what does that do? There's just a whole heap of congestion mm. just closes in. And so... Whether or not umpires could maybe cut down a little bit on the leniency that they're giving players to dispose mm. the ball correctly or mm. more um, prior opportunity, mm. it, I think that is a good way of um, reducing congestion and get the get the Sharon moving a bit more. But um, one of the other ways I've sort of always been open to is moving it to 16, a field. Mm. I was, can't remember. I, was, um, I like that. Yeah, whether, be good for now. whether or not you remove two midfielders, two wingers, or a forward and a back, I'm not sure. But an extra four, get rid of four people on the ground, I think that would help um, ease congestion a whole lot. But we, at the same time, we have this conversation every year. So mm. hopefully the games pick up in the latter half of the year. So we do. It's a yeah. So you're spot on there. I think it's a very, very similar line of thinking at some stage every year. You know, normally the conversation is congestion. It's rolling malls. It's this and the, it's usually the same sort of topics that come up to um, talk about the same issue. Look, there's quite a few other angles you can look at it from. I mean, we we have a interchange cap, but there's still, in relative terms, a lot more interchanges than say 20, 30 years ago. I mean, do mm. we do we cut that down mm. drastically and say, all right, well now you've only got 30 or 40 and you're not going to have as many players with the fitness levels mm. to keep up um, that sort of intensity. Maybe we see less of that crowding around the ball. I'm not sure. Do we look at the prior opportunity aspect a bit closer and say, well, if, because I sort of get the impression that more and more leniency is being afforded each year, mm-hmm. and right. perhaps it's a good thing for the for the players with the ball. But I mean, prior opportunity seems to be only a, a reasonably new concept that's twenty or so years old. Do we do something radical and do away with it altogether? And then it's it's sort of there's no grey there. I mean, yeah. you're either you're either penalised or you're not. Mm. Also, like 
you've got to sort of put some blame on the coaches. I know, I mean, at the end of the day, football is in the entertainment industry, but the coaches don't really care. <laughs> they just want to no, win. That's what, to get the four points. Their job is they don't get paid for being entertaining. They get paid for winning. A lot of the teams at the moment want to avoid um, getting scored over off turnovers. So what they're doing is sort of holding the ball and make sure that they're playing more of a kicking game. And mm. through that, they make sure that their defense is set up behind the ball mm. before they move the ball forward. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of hard for the opposition team, once they do turn it over, to get through the defense that's already set up. So that's sort of one of the reasons why um, there's been a lot of lower scoring games at the mm. moment. So you've got, sort of got to wonder what role the coaches have in this discussion as well. The other one is the ruck nomination. It's not a popular rule at all. Bring back the third man up as well, I reckon. I miss the third man up. I like the yeah. third man up. It was very, very influential for the Western Bulldogs of 2016 mm. where they had the bunch flying through yeah. and a couple of their other very tall midfielders yeah. and it was a genuine advantage for them. Well, and we keep talking about keeping things moving and getting that footy moving as often as possible. Sometimes the benefit of the third was to, you know, be up there and... Um, belting that ball as far as they can down the line. Mm-hmm. You don't really get that anymore. I, I'm still not really sure why that was brought in, that rule mm-hmm. a couple of years back. I don't know what problem it solves. I think they were worried about the Ruckman getting injured because they had okay. blokes jumping all over them. But still, mm-hmm. I think from an entertainment point of view, I think everyone liked seeing the third man mm-hmm. go up. It's mm-hmm. just they were just worried about Ruckman having broken ribs or whatever from mm-hmm. people jumping all over them. But... Yeah. Right, can we bring it back? Well, between that and the yeah, between that and the ruckman still keeping a meter apart before the balls. Mm, left. Interesting. Uh, it, <laughs> we've, we've almost resorted yeah. to some sort of a basketball jump, yeah. haven't we? It's yeah, um, it almost is like the one that I noticed. So twenty meter rule instead of fifteen. Now, interesting to get your thoughts here, gents. Is that twenty meters as a kicking minimum, or is this running twenty meters without bouncing? Oh, uh, this is kicking minimum. I kicking. Think. Okay, do both. I reckon. Yeah. Wonder how much those, even one of those, would open things up a little bit. It always annoys me I don't know like I honestly don't know whether it would help congestion or not but it always annoys me when you see kicks that are clearly less than even 10 meters getting paid, <laughs> getting paid. It's, it's ridiculous yeah, there's far too many of them I think a last possession out of bounds free kick what do you gents think about this this is something that they've been trialing in the sandfall they introduced it in 2016 which awards a free kick against the player adjudged to have had the last touch of the ball with a clean possession before it goes over the boundary line now there's a lot of sports that do this basketball soccer netball for example should we bring it into our game or is it going to be too hard to police? Is it just disposal or could it be touch as well? I think it's more of a clean disposal. So let's okay. say if it's a handball and it dribbles out, then I think okay. it'll be paid against. It'd be interesting to see what they, what the sample says being the results of mm. congestions within their competition. Yeah. But, yeah. Could clear it possibly. Maybe just within the centre part of the ground and not within the 250 metre arc, so I'd be yeah, okay with it. Seems like a very harsh penalty. Oh, yeah. very harsh. Yeah, Especially yeah. if a defender's under immense pressure, which they would be. Oh, all of a sudden, oh. that's, this is as game-changing as when the deliberate out-of-bounds was coming. Mm. I, um, so just to um, clarify as well, so you mentioned serves 2016, Sample brings that in. Do they still have that in place? Uh, to my knowledge, yes. They've kept it. Okay. Mm. So very interesting to see if... Any of, let's say, the other reserve competitions will bring that in as well. Now, on the show, we love bringing in proposals, some crazy suggestions to shake it up a little bit. Now, if the ball hits the goalpost and comes back into play, it'll be play on. It's been trialled in the Wizard Cup a couple of years ago, and there's been a couple of players 
in our current game who actually like this rule. Uh, what do you gents think about it? It was so long ago now that I don't quite remember the fallout of the trial. It was probably more just a bit of a bit of fun back at <laughs> at the time. Um, look, I suppose hitting the post is actually more common than you'd think it would be, isn't it? Yeah. So now if the ball hits the post and goes through for a goal. It's a goal, just like in soccer. That means your Tom Hawken kicks in a grand Tom final Hawkins. and yeah. several other suspect rules where you have to continually look at frame by frame and all the technology, all the different angles, and see if the ball actually touch any part of the post. It completely eliminate any of that doubt. What do we think about this, gents? Yeah, I see both sides. I think it sort of comes back to a bit to what we said last week about we probably still haven't invested yet in the, the goal review technology. technology. So maybe it removes that. Great. Also, just did you guys find it ironic that Tom Hawkins was one of these hey. players that agreed with the changes? <laughs> Tom Hawkins is for the change. How ironic is that for IC? It's a great debate, that one, because I think there's very valid uh, points on both. What about the nine-point rule, gentlemen? Now, we've seen it in a lot of the pre-season and cups where if a goal is kicked from outside 50 it is given nine points so three more points than a usual goal is this a good rule no. will this encourage more long bombs and crazy kicks from outside 50 yeah. I mean, you get into trouble because once you start changing the way that we score it's sort of you sort of look back differently on history and you mm-hmm. start you start wondering like oh if we had these rules in place then then all these other teams more than yeah. one of those really close games mm-hmm. So that's where I've sort of got a problem with it. Yeah, but it's sort of, it was always exciting when, when we were watching NAB Cup and Wizard Cup back in the day when they used to go for the nine-pointers. And it even changes the whole meaning of there was a kick in this game because yeah, it suddenly goes right. from anything six and below to suddenly nine and instead of the two goals. So, yeah, it certainly adds some complications. So I think that's probably going to stay at AFL X level. so. You guys touched on the, uh, the traditionalists. Well, you would really be attacking the traditionalists yeah. with this one. I know there was a big change in um, basketball when they first introduced the three-point arc so you sort of wonder how that would change like players as well would they would they actually care about going for the nine points regularly or would they just take the six point option every time so now my final suggestion for a new rule change this one is going to reward the player who's i wouldn't say a little bit of a show off but uh (laughs) it'll certainly reward the player who can get up the highest we are talking about of course the specky one of the most unique parts of our game so the rule is if you take a specky in the forward 50 it's an automatic shot from the goal square so you'll be seeing players fly everywhere trying to take big marks and clunk them because we've seen a lot of times in the past when a specky is taken the moment is then shifted to a horrible miss and you go well it almost overshadows the moment reward the player what do you reckon Fryzy? it sure does um <laughs> Look, the only my only thing here is that uh, how do we define a specky? Is it just the interpretation of of the umpire on the spot? I suppose, mm. generally speaking, you, you know when it's a specky and when it's not, isn't it? Mm. Um, this would uh, this would add a very little interesting element to things, wouldn't it? You're a good salesman, sir, but I'm not. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, it's sort of one of the good parts about taking a specky is especially in the forward line, he's watching them and can they convert it? It's like, it's sort of a two-part thing once you take a specky in the forward 50. It's like, you've got the specky, now you've got to convert it. Mm-hmm. So it's like the people who do convert the goal afterwards are sort of a class above and perhaps mm-hmm. the hanger is even sort of maybe memorised even more because they took they took the mark and then they kicked the goal as well. So if you take that yeah. element away... It's, I quite agree yeah. with that. Yeah, well, you guys just think now, I mean, I hope... Take yourself back a decade if Brendan Goddard misses that yeah. fairly oh, relatively uh, 
straightforward shot at goal after taking the specky in the last quarter of the grand mm. final. You're never going to forget that. I mean, no, you're going to remember true. the mark, but you're going to remember, oh, and that's right. And then from 25 metres out, he failed to, to yeah. convert it. That's true. And then let's not forget about the defenders. If a defender takes a specky in their defensive 50, it is an automatic free kick from the centre square. So let's... Think about this towards the end of a game. A defender takes a defining specky suddenly brought to the midfield and then has an opportunity with seconds left in the game. Mm. Possibly be able to set up play. What do you think? You're a good salesman, sir, but no. No, it's just a hard pass. (laughs) I I think we're messing with the game a little bit too much, but it's from an entertainment perspective, I like it, but... Once it would actually be implemented, I don't think too many people would be a fan of it. Possibly trial it in the AFLX again. <laughs> I think <laughs> so, yeah. Leave the, it to the AFLX. It's the perfect trial ground. 